Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing? Episode number 284, Drink Until You Podcast. Oh, excuse me, the only podcast that lasts until the last drop. Sorry, I didn't mean to burp in your ear right in the beginning. Couldn't help it. Uh, how the hell is your weekend going? How the hell was your work week? Did you get the four days off or did you just get three? Um, not the worst thing in the world to get an extra day off on Tuesday, but it does kind of put a damper on the 4th of July. Happy 4th of July. Um, July 3rd, apparently. I just found this out by looking at a calendar of some Canadian holiday. I'm not sure what independence they're celebrating, but uh, uh, yeah, there's just the day before. They had to get the day before ours, didn't they? Just to try to show us up. Just to try to rain on our parade. Those damn Canadians. I swear to God, if I ever meet one... I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do anything. Um, but yeah, happy Sunday, man. It sucks to have to go in Monday and then be off Tuesday. But hopefully that's not your schedule. I'm not talking to any bartenders. Because I know for a fact, holidays do exist when you're bartending. It's just the opposite of what you want. <laughs> you have to show up and be there and serve people drinks. Instead of being on the other side, hanging out with your friends. You know, it sucks. Um, I, I always had trouble with that, man. On a Friday night, it's like, yeah, I'm going to make a couple hundred bucks. But, you know, my friends are going to a show. I want to go hang out with them. But I can't. I have to pay rent. Oh, and you could never budget. Unless you work at a, you know, high-end steakhouse behind the bar or even as a server. You could never fucking budget, man. You can never budget. You better hold on to every fucking penny you make in that place. Because you know some shit's gonna come up. That's how they get you. They get you the cash in your hand that day and you're like, uh... Oh, is it rent or new shoes, man? Rent or new shoes? You know, it fucking sucks. <laughs> you gotta save every damn dollar. And you'll run out of that shit quick. Um, I hated budgeting. There's no number you can assign when you work in that kind of industry. It's like, okay, I'm working five days this week. If I make $50 each day, oh, well, that's not enough. You know, it's like ridiculous amount. I gotta make $100 each day. To make a difference. That's fucking crazy. You're not going to do that. That's got to be a part-time job, man. And it eventually did turn into one. And eventually, after the part-time job, turned into no job. Because I didn't want to do it anymore. Um, and restaurants are just, for the most part, just fucking shady-ass people. We're all fucking each other. You know, we're all doing drugs together. <laughs> I mean, that's what people... That's all you had to talk about. The conversations you overhear in a, in a working in a restaurant, I mean, people just let it fly. They don't give a fuck. I remember I was working in a place one time. This chick was married for, I don't know, maybe a couple of years. Not like she was married for 30 years, but she was married. And just randomly, out of the blue one day, she's like, here, this is what I just sent my husband. And it was her fucking posing naked on her phone. No shame. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't like, ew, gross, how dare you show me? I was like, oh, nice, great ass, great ass, nice, good job on that thing, let me see. <laughs> uh, it's just wild, that industry is just wild, that's what people do, they party, they show up to work probably fucked up, and try to make it through the day, and then have the nerve to give the customer the attitude, because they're having a bad day. Um, I always try to not be like that. I try to treat everybody the same. 
you know, try to treat everybody equal. I like equality. Um, anyways, what are you drinking, Chris? Why don't you shut up and tell us what you're drinking? I don't know how to shut up and tell anything. Really? Is that possible? Shut your mouth when you're talking to me. Uh, I'm just drinking vodka and Sprite. Did I already say that? I don't know. If you got them, drink them. Bottoms up. Cheers, everybody. That was a little sip. Um, just got up and watched a little bit of Kill Bill. I don't know why on Sunday I felt the need to get up and watch something so violent and gory. But I will say this, man, that, um, that scene between Lucy Liu and Uma Thurman, that's, that's gotta be, if you had to rank fight, fight scenes, that's gotta be a top fight scene. I mean, out of any movie. Now there's no one here. I don't have any guests today. There's no one here to refute what I'm saying. So we're just going to go with it. Just like pretty much like every episode. <laughs> no one ever uh, has anything to say about my opinions. You know, I, I'm just going to keep assuming you all agree. Um, and I'm going to keep spouting things like it's fact until someone says, well, wait a minute, man. That's not exactly right, man. Um, but that never happens. You guys are so nice. You guys are so nice to me. Too often. Um, but yeah, that's a great fucking fight scene. After Uma, or spoiler alert, by the way, if you haven't seen that movie in the 20 fucking years you've had, uh, Uma Thurman eventually does get through all Lucy Liu's henchmen. It's like at a club or whatever. And she, I mean, she's just fucking ugly. You ever heard of an ugly cry? Well, she's doing ugly kills. <laughs> I mean, every kill she does is just ugly and nasty. And gory, which you know, I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind watching that first thing in the morning. Uh, that is a great fight scene, dude. And I love after Uma Thurman gets through all the henchmen. You know, Lucy Liu's like, "Fuck, it's down to me." She goes out to her little garden, you know, that she has out back of the club, where she probably goes out to meditate or whatever to enhance her killing abilities. I don't know how that. What the fuck? <laughs> Anyways. I just love that scene, the white snow, obviously, with the contrast of the, the red blood, eventually. And I love the, the the silence of it, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's literally, there's no other noises. It's like being out in the middle of nowhere, and all you can hear is two people fighting, and that's it. Uh, it's a great, great scene, dude, and Uma Thurman just fucking goes off. Um... But before the dude, my favorite, probably my favorite character in the movie, before she does all that, she has to get her sword, right? She has to get her special sword made with special fucking materials that the, uh, the guy chose not to make anymore because they're just killing machine. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it seems like a story you've heard a million times before. But anyways, that, that shop owner is my fucking favorite. Just his back and forth between Japanese and and English is great. I love how he's encouraging her to speak Japanese. Oh, very good. Very, that's what he keeps saying. <laughs> She'll say something in uh, in Japanese. Oh, very good. And he's fucking arguing with his uh, his helper in the shop, dude. That that scene just has me cracking up. It's fucking great. Um. 
he's like arguing with this guy, you know, his shop helper to come out and help. I need your help now. We have a customer here. And the dude's arguing with him and, you know, it, it doesn't matter like what you say in Japanese, by the way. There's languages that are just like that. Japanese being one. Um, I would say any Middle Eastern language, probably pretty rough. Uh, German is another one. It just, it doesn't matter if you're happy and they don't care how they say things. It's everything they say sounds harsh. You could be telling someone good job today at work and we appreciate all your help, but it's going to sound like he's being bitched out. <laughs> you know, it's just a harsh language. So he's like arguing with his, his helper or whatever in Japanese. And the, you can tell in the tones of their voice that they're going back and forth. The, pretty much the, I didn't have the subtitles on, so I couldn't tell what they were saying. But I mean, you get the gist of it. It's like, get out here and help me. And the guy's like, oh, I'm doing something. And he's like, no, but we have someone here. Get out here and help me. The guy keeps arguing with him. So he switches, the shop owner switches to English. And he says something like, I don't remember exactly. He's like, get your ass out of here. <laughs> he just like yells at him in English. And the, it just cracked me up because like his whole persona of this, you know, Japanese shopkeeper in this, uh, you know, I don't know how to call it. Um, wholesome's not the right word. Humble. This humble Japanese shopkeeper. <laughs> just in a split second of, I mean, he just becomes human in that scene. You know what I mean? Everybody's dealt with that fucking person at work. I had one guy walk, uh, come up to me one time. And I don't know why he gave a fuck what I thought about him. He said, hey, man. Hey, Chris. Hey, can I ask you something? And I'm like in the middle of doing my fucking thing. I'm like, oh, boy, what the fuck is this about? And he kind of seemed sad or whatever. Hey, hey, Chris, can I ask you something? I'm like, yeah, sure, man. What's up? You know, I stopped what I was doing. What's up? What's going on? He's like, uh, do you think I'm a good worker? <laughs> and I mean, and and we all, I mean, what? how does the saying go? If, if you have to ask, you already know. Does she love me? Um, if you have to ask, you already know. Am I a good worker? If you have to ask, you already know. You know if you're a good worker or not. But, I mean, I was straight up honest with them. I didn't sugarcoat it. I said, well, listen, man. Like, the reason they keep, you know, speaking of the management or whatever, the reason they keep getting on to you is because you disappear a lot. That's That's all, you know. He was like, would you hire me? And he just kept coming with the questions. Would you hire me if you had a company? And I was like, Eric, Eric, I probably wouldn't. You know, I probably wouldn't. He was like, all right. That's fair. I thought he was going to piss him off, but he didn't get mad. He's like, all right. And that's what I told him. You just can't be gone all the time. Like, as soon as work starts piling up, guess who's not there? Um, yeah, so we've all dealt with those people working before. Um, I just fucking love that movie, dude. I I'm I have it paused. I already watched it through, but I, I went back to the fight scene. It's just so good. It's so good. Um, the little, what is she, like 18 or 19-year-old Asian chick? That's like Lucy Liu's helper, henchwoman. I don't know if henchwoman's the right word. She's badass, too. That fucking ball and chain shit she pulls out, whatever that fucking thing is called. Um, I've always wanted to learn how to use one of those. Um, not, not necessarily with the spikes, but that's actually a, 
an old school weapon, something heavy on the end of a chain. You know, I think um, who did, Jackie Chan did that with something at one point. I can't remember. And I just thought it was so fucking cool how you can use a oh his was um oh what movie was that I don't know Jackie Chan has like a million movies it's like the um it's like the it was like a horseshoe attached to a rope that's what it was what movie is that Drunken Master I don't know I can't remember uh, but anyways so he uses this this horseshoe on the end of this rope and the way he's like wrapping it around his arms to like extend the length to hit the guy per I mean it's fucking impressive like if you can do something like that and that's not a lethal weapon I would I mean I guess it could be lethal if you choked him with it uh, I guess if you hit him in the temple with a uh, a horseshoe it might kill him but it's not it's not like a sword it's not like a gun it's not going to immediately kill on every hit you know what I mean um, so it's kind of a cool weapon for the fact that it's merciful somewhat but still strong. And the fact that you can time that shit out. Uh, and I know it's a movie. Like, I I don't know how realistic. Uh, I wonder how many people have fought themselves out of a situation with using a weapon like that. That's, that's impressive, dude. If you've ever done anything like that. It's just impressive even just to uh, do it for a scripted movie. The fact that he worked on those moves, you know... Um, and executed them and made them look great on film is impressive in itself. You know, that's the thing about actors, too, is you think they're a bunch of fucking wimps and millionaires and you just play these parts. Dude, those guys, those men and those women, uh, they have to train for those parts. They're not throwing sissy punches because it wouldn't look right on camera. It'd be like Black Widow doesn't know how to throw a punch. So... <laughs> So they uh, they know how to deal with all that stuff, and they I mean they're badasses, dude. If you, if you stuck with that, I'm thinking of Keanu Reeves, the martial arts he's learned over his life just doing the Matrix. Oh, excuse me. Um, that's badass, dude. That shit doesn't like go away, dude. I bet if he got in a fight, if he had to, why wouldn't you <laughs> throw a kick or two? You know. Um, I've already learned all the moves. I know how to balance my weight, right? I mean, that's a lot of what fighting is, you know? You got to have the right balance. You got to have the right distance. You got to have the right movement. All that stuff. Um, so, yeah, pretty cool fucking fight scene, man. Uh, let's take a drink. Cheers, everybody. Uh, we're moving on to baseball now. Um... <clears throat> Let's see, man. I know uh, I know my Rangers have a pretty big game coming up today. Did it already start? What's, what's the start time? Um, <laughs> rubber match, I believe. Hold on. I, I keep saying, no, never mind. That's not. Today is not the rubber match. Tomorrow. Um... I guess would be the... I didn't know we were playing them for four games. It seems like we've had a lot of four-game series this season. Uh, but anyways, uh, Astros winning the first game. My Rangers winning the second game. Game three is today. Game four is tomorrow. Uh, these are the two teams, man. 
These are the two teams that are in the uh, the tops of our division. Um, let me see here. Rangers, 602 win percentage. Astros, 542. Um, to put some more numbers to it, win-loss record. Rangers are 50-33. and 33, Astros, 45-38, and 38, dude. So uh, I, I watched a little bit of the Astros play St. Louis the other night. And St. Louis had them down, man, like 7-3. to three. And uh, Houston just comes storming back. And they end up winning the game 10-7. to seven. I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, that was the night when I was like, uh-oh. Like, the Astros are starting to turn it on. Here they come. They're coming for the division. And sure enough, the next game, I think this was... They lost the first game to St. Louis. They won 10-7 to seven the next game. And then the third game of the series, they beat them like 8 to nothing. I'm like... Obviously, winning 10-7 to that first night, I was like, oh, fuck. Because the Cardinals are a good team. You know, they always have been a good team. Let's see where they're at before I put my foot in my mouth. Okay, Cardinals are not a good team. <laughs> they're last place in the NL Central, but, they, you know, they're prestigious. They can win some games. They can, you know, win some series. Um, I didn't know the Cardinals were playing that bad. Um, but either way, I mean, the the point still remains. I'm looking at uh, the Astros beating up on the Cardinals. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, here they come. And, I mean, they are, dude. It's, it's going to be a fight to the end. I do love the way my Rangers are playing. I do love that we can score a lot of runs. You can't do that every game. But, um, yeah, man, this is... This is going to be a dogfight. It's going to be fun to watch, and I, I, you know, it's like you, you always think about this versus the playoffs. What would you rather do, come in first place and get knocked out of the first round or come in second place and possibly go further, you know? And, and things aren't obviously set that way. There's no rules. There's no rhyme or reason to who moves on. It's just who plays better, you know? Um so, yeah, we got that going on. Let me go ahead and go through the standings here. Keep you guys updated. Keep myself updated, dude. I, I really I look at the standings maybe once a week. And I, I kind of try to let myself not look as much. Because I, I want to be excited about it when I talk about it on the podcast, which I am. I'm very excited right now. I am so hard right now. You guys don't. I'm just kidding. I'm not hard, but I am excited. So anyways, here's that was a weird segue. Here's the standings. Uh, what we have right now, I believe halfway through the season. AL East, you got the Rays, Orioles, Yankees. AL Central, you got the Twins, Guardians, Tigers. Um, <clears throat> AL West, you got the Rangers, Astros, Angels. Moving on to the National League. NL East, you got the Braves, Marlins, Phillies. NL Central, Reds, Brewers, Pirates. NL West, Diamondbacks, Dodgers, Giants. Uh, let's see, 671. I'm going, I'm looking for uh, the top teams, top four teams in the MLB. So you got the Braves with a 671 win percentage. The Whoa, I didn't know that. The Braves actually have a better winning percentage than the Rays. Holy shit. So here it goes. Um, top teams. 
MLB, that's a 595. This is going to be hard to do on the fly. Uh, Braves, Rays, Rangers, uh, Orioles. Yep, that's it. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Braves, Rays, Rangers, Diamondbacks, then Orioles. Wow, that's tops of the MLB. Where did the Braves come from, dude? Why is no one talking about the Braves? Dude, I watch MLB Network religiously. Um, Maybe not religiously, but I, you know, I flip it on every now and then. I never see anybody saying shit about the Braves. You know? Is, is DFW the only place that hypes up their own team like ridiculous amounts no matter if we're going to have a shit season or not? Like, that's just what we do. I like. I hate that shit, man. When you start projecting we're going to win the World Series or we're going to win the Stanley Cup or this year is our year for the Super Bowl, I immediately boner killer. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry, y'all. I don't know what my problem is today. Um... <laughs> Um, yeah, it just seems like I, I heard them doing that about the Rangers the other day. Do the Rangers. And I think I'm pretty sure it was Mike Bassick on 105.3 The Fan. Shout out, which I love Mike Bassick, but it's just like, is it the Rangers year? It's like, come on, dude, let's not do this. Let's not do this. And I know they have to create content, but you know, so do I. I guess all they have to talk about is sports, so it's a little different. I can talk about whatever I want. I can talk about hard-ons, you know, diets, or whatever. Oh, whatever. Either way, I'm just, I'm just not going to listen to that stupid hype. I don't like it. It irritates me. It's not over till it's over, as they say. Um, anyways, how far are we in here? 22 minutes. So I think it's time to do a little bit of we're going to do a couple of shots. We're going to do three shots. We're not going to take them. I'm just going to tell you how to make them so you can take them on your own. Uh, the first one I have for you is the Vegas bomb, dude. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> just a side note before I start the drink recommendations. When they said we had four days off, I'm not even going to lie. I thought about flying to Vegas. And doing this show from Vegas. Uh, that would have been fun. You had four days to do it. Now you're limited. <laughs> Can we do it in two? I'm just kidding. I'm not going. Uh, anyway, so the first shot I have for you is called the Vegas Bomb. Really easy to make. You're going to need a third of Crown, a third of Malibu, a third of Peach Snops, half a can of Red Bull. Uh, you basically a third of Crown, a third of Malibu, a third of Peach Snops into a shot glass. You cover that with the Red Bull. There is your Vegas Bomb. Um, next one, Mojito is not a shot, so we're not doing that one. Yeah, that's what I like to do, though, back in the day. Just to kind of sample everything. I would make, like, a miniature version of a Mojito and pour it into a shot glass. And I'd make a miniature version of a Margarita and pour it into a shot glass. And just, like, the smallest fucking portion to drink. Um, the only thing that was really stupid about doing that is sitting down to do the math. You know? Sitting down to math it out to get the right proportions for everything was kind of ridiculous. But I, you know, I had spare time. Had time to kill, obviously. Uh, anyway, where's our next shot here? Uh, I know I had two more in this little book. Oh, yeah. Here's the royal fuck. 
a lot of crown today. A lot of peach snobs too. You're going to need an over of crown, an under of peach snobs, a splash of cranberry, shake in a strainer with ice till it's nice and cold, uh, strain into a shot glass. There's your royal fuck. Um, the last one I have for you is sex on the beach. You're going to need an over of vodka, an under of peach snops, or raspberry snops. A splash of cranberry, splash of OJ. Um, it just says over ice, so I guess this is more of a uh, just dump it in the fucking the glass to take a shot. Back in the day when I wrote this, I didn't write shake with ice, so uh, just pour that shit over ice. You got your sex on the beach. I'm pretty sure you're supposed to shake it in a shaker. But anyway, he'll figure it out. Just experiment. You know, the more drinks you make, the better you get. Um, they might not taste better, but you're drunk and you think it's good. So, uh, anyways, there's the drinks. As always, don't drink and drive. Get an Uber. Get a Lyft. Uh, message DoorDash. They'll bring you some booze, unless it's Sunday here in Texas. Uh, they'll, they'll only bring you beer and wine. They won't bring you liquor, which sucks. Uh, we got to change that rule soon. Uh, if you got them drinking, bottoms up. Cheers, everybody. Mm. Uh, what else we got to talk about here? Um, oh, dude, my video of the week. I didn't even tell you guys about this. This is what I'm going to end the show with. This was really fucking cool, dude. I, I've been waiting. It's weird, like, growing up and, like, wanting all this technology. You know, cartoons were real good about that. You know, they would show you, like, futuristic inventions and an arm comes out of the wall to do the dishes. You guys remember those cartoons? Those were some of my favorite when I was a kid. Just, like, the, the possibilities of what we can do with technology are endless. Um, so one thing I saw, BMW, shout out BMW, send me a, uh, send me a new studio, <laughs> uh, BMW. Um, so I saw a video the other day on Twitter. Let me shout out the at so I get it right. I don't know if they came out with the video. They're just the ones I saw with the video at insane realities, uh, on Twitter, a, tw a Twitter, Twitter. Why did I say Twitter? That's going to be my my app that I create is called Twinner. <laughs> uh, but anyways, it's a BMW and it fucking changed colors right in front of my eyes on the video. So at, at first it's like a pearl white. Um, it looks like a mini SUV or whatever. Um, it's like a pearl white color. And then seconds later, the color on the car itself switches to black. Um, now I don't think I need to say what application you could use something like this for, but I'm pretty sure all of our heads are in the same spot. The things you could accomplish with, uh, a paint change, a paint job change in seconds, you know? Um, now the pearl white was a really, really pretty, um, white color. I just love that pearl white. I, I just love that color, but it changed. As soon as it changed, I, the only thing I didn't like about the black was it was a little splotchy. From what I could tell on the video, it was, you know, not to say there were like bare spots that were still white. It just looked, 
like if if you would have got that black car out of the factory, you would have been like, "What the fuck, dude?" Like, no, I'm not buying this brand new. The look, it's a little splotchy. Like, why is the paint job like this? You didn't manufacture this right. You know, it's not. You didn't do it right. I want to. I want one that's solid black. It kind of looked like that. It looked like a really bad, like manufactured paint job, but it looked like a really, really good spray paint job. If that makes any sense. Like if someone took a spray paint can and painted that car, I'd have been like, "Damn, dude! Like that's pretty fucking good. You did a really good job with that spray paint." Um, but for a factory new car, you'd be like, "What the fuck? I'm disappointed. This this sucks." Um, the only thing that didn't change on the car when the car changed color was the gas tank. I guess the gas tank was gray the whole time. It kind of blended in with the pearl white at first. So the car changes from white to black, and the gas tank stays the same. Now, you get a little remote switchy uh, fucking license plate back there. I'm not even going to say what you could use it for. We're, I think we're all thinking on the same page. You switch your license plate, you switch the color. I mean, we've all played Grand Theft Auto, right? We've all played that game. You, you know what you could do. Um, and it's sad. That's the only thing I can think to do. <laughs> if I had a car that changed colors, I wouldn't... You know, you could show your friends, but that's not really a real-life application of what it can do. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Let's go knock over that 7-Eleven and see if they can catch us. We got the license plate switchy thing, which he, he, they've had those since the James Bond movies. Back a long time ago in the 70s. And now you got a new paint job. I mean, it's fucking... It's pretty cool, dude. It's weird. Like I said, it's weird to see these, like, imaginations or these, like, Oh, I wonder if we could do that eventually one day. It's weird to see that shit come to life. It really is. Um, good job, BMW. That was fucking amazing. I, I've never seen that before. Now, I've seen a car... <coughs> Excuse me. I've seen a car with a a paint job that like changes in the cut in, in the sun. You know what I mean? Like if the sun reflects off of it, it kind of looks red. If it's nighttime, it looks black. Uh, I've seen something like that before, but I've never seen like you push a button and the entire car switches. So uh, if that's a fake video, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I've been fooled by so many videos. You could edit a video and fool me very easily. Um, but I hope that's real, and it's, uh, it appeared to be real to me. I just couldn't believe that car changed colors like that. It's, it's insane. Um, so, good job, BMW. That's fucking cool. Send me, send me one of those, and I'll, I'll talk about it on the podcast. Uh, anyways, that's all I got for you guys. Uh, happy 4th of July weekend. Don't blow your extremities off. Be very safe. Um, <laughs> don't do like I did one year. And kick over the fucking mortar that I just set off. And it accidentally faced toward the land instead of the water. <laughs> and everybody went running. People were so fucking mad at me. And my friend. Um... It, it the wind okay so here's what happened the wind blew it over so like we you know we set it up and down we're not fucking idiots we know how to set up a goddamn firework we set it vertical you know like you would you wanted to shoot up in the air explode up in the air everybody save oh look at the pretty colors oh cute um and then the wind blew it over <laughs> 
and the way the wind blew it over it was like faced out it fell down flat faced out toward the water and this i mean the fuse is going dude like we lit it standing up we ran off the dock and it's still and then the wind blows it over and that thing is still and i run out there i'm trying to kick it in the water and I run out to the dock. I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, there's boats out on the water. It's like, fa now it's faced like it's about to shoot all these people on the fucking water. I run out on the dock while this thing is still. And I kick the fucking, the, you know, the cylinder or whatever. Try to kick it off in the water. And I mean, I see how much like rope I have left that has to burn before this thing fires off. I kick it once, try to kick it in the water. And that's all I had time to do. And I ran off the dock and it didn't fall in the water. It actually spun around <laughs> like spin the bottle. <laughs> and then it faced toward the land, which people are on the bank in their chairs with their little kids and their cars. And there's houses back there. And dude, this thing lit that fucking lake front up. <laughs> and people were pissed. I was pissed. I was like, I tried to kick it in the water. I could have been the fucking hero. And I'm not. I'm the fucking ass. So we went in the lake house the rest of that goddamn weekend and, you know, didn't want to talk to any of the neighbors because it's obviously embarrassing. Um, so don't do that. <laughs> Be safe. Um, don't drink and drive, as always. Get an Uber, get a Lyft. Message DoorDash. Um, and I will talk to you guys next week. I love you all. Be safe out there. Happy 4th. Happy Canadian holiday, whatever that is. I <laughs> love you guys. Bye.